Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome to Homeschool Together. Thanks so much for joining us. If you haven't had a chance, head over to iTunes and leave us a review and head over to YouTube where we have Mm -hmm. our great YouTube video series of kindergarten books that we love that Ariel has been so wonderfully gracing our faces and doing wonderful reviews of wonderful kindergarten books. I think it's been a a great little series that we've we've launched. If you haven't had a chance, head on over there and check it out. So today we had an interview Yes, with Kristen Dexness Rosengrant. She was really awesome, and she's doing something a little bit different, which we haven't gotten to talk about before on the podcast. She has a cottage school, uh, homeschool, in New Jersey, where she so she homeschools uh, for extra subjects, mm-hmm. some uh, other other children. She's got I think uh, six other children, and then her her own daughter, so seven. Yeah, so she calls it a cottage school, which is kind of a, a cool little term. I, I know a lot yeah. of us have either been part of cooperatives or parent partnerships like we are. Um, this is kind of a different model, a little bit different, and it's kind of it's kind of fun to see the creativity that the pandemic has created with with, yeah. with respect to the uh, homeschool world. I think there's it's a lot true. of a lot of great innovation and a lot of uh, new new ways to to re-envision homeschooling. And I think this was a great interview where you know, she kind of explained what she does and what what you know, what her life was and she is a homeschooler as well. And so it's it's a nice way for her to blend those those two unique worlds together. Yeah, and find some great opportunities to do some group things with her child, and um, it's it's a really neat model that I think is really cool that she's you know allowed to do there, and I, I don't think we are allowed to do that here. Yeah, I so, don't know. Um, but I think it's really cool that she can do that in New Jersey, and it was just really fascinating to talk with her about uh, how that got started. You know how you you know what subjects do you teach? How do you teach a group for homeschool? Um, so it was really cool, and then we got to discuss her homeschool journey as well. Um, you know why she why she came to homeschool, and yeah. I love these interviews because there's always, always some something. nugget. There's something I just wasn't expecting. Like something I kind different. Of, yeah, yeah. I kind of think I know what we're going to talk about before we sit down with uh, the person we're going to interview. But there's always something that surprises me, and I think that this one, like all the others, um, has just been just an eye opening and uh, fun um, and engaging to listen to. So we hope that you all enjoy this interview with Kristen as much as we did. Welcome, Kristen. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Well, we're excited to talk with you. So just to get started and get us grounded, can you tell us about your family and your your background, why you chose homeschool? Sure. So um, I am married to Lou and we've been married, oh man, how many years? I think it's 16 years. It was Ooh, 16 I think years we're coming up summer. on 16 as well. It hasn't been, six, hasn't been 16 years. I, I think so. No, it's 13. 17? We've been together 17 years. You know, we digress. Please continue, Kristen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to get the biggest Christmas gift ever. 
sorry, your 16 um, years of blissful marriage. Continue. Exactly. So yeah, 16 years. Um, and then um, we had um, our first daughter uh, and she's seven. And then uh, surprise, like five years later, we have a son, <laughs> which was totally a surprise, but a wonderful one. And uh, so now he's two. Um, we decided to homeschool. <sighs> this was never the plan to tell you the truth. We, um, we were friends with all these people and, and related to all these people who were like, you know, this is a hot topic right now, but like anti-vaccine, this and that, you know, you're having a baby, don't do that. So it was, we were like very cautious new parents and visited all these doctors and, and all this stuff. And, and I was like, you know what, this is just, this is all moot. This is all moot because our kids going to school. So why are we even bothering with this, you know? Um, but then uh, when she was about two, actually, yeah, she was two. I took her to our doctor who I love. And the doctor said, okay, well, it's time for her to go to school. I said, she's two, she's two. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but the doctor was like, oh, it'll be really great for her, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, how how often should she go? Like, can I just find a little play group maybe once a week? And she said, oh, three times a week, that would be, you know, the ideal, this and that, you know, if you could afford it, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm thinking that's, that's a lot. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> um, so I called around different schools in the area, said, could we do just one day, just one? And everybody was saying, no, you have to do a minimum of two or somewhere a minimum of three. And then I found this little lovely school that said, sure, you could take her here for one day. And, uh, and so that's what we did. And about a month into it, I said to my husband, you know, this doesn't really make much sense because I work nights and weekends. And why, why would we ever send her to school when she's little why would I do that and he said I completely agree and uh and that's how it all got started and it was just kind of this yeah we will do it for for preschool it's no big deal eh, we'll do it for kindergarten and then the pandemic hit um well it, before that we we were sold on the idea but mm -hmm. once the pandemic hit it was just like oh well there's no there's no going back so that's that's in a nutshell how we got started. And so she's uh, seven years old now. Uh, yeah, I think you said okay. So she's basically you know first second grader type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. Yep. Did did you go into the homeschooling with a certain you know methodology or thinking or a certain type of way of homeschooling or was it just kind of like a okay I'm just going to start gathering materials and start doing stuff? Did you have like a thinking around that? It was everything that you just said. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I loved the Montessori way of doing things, all that hands-on and the, yeah. the practical life, all that stuff. And, um, and I got a book and we would go through the book and it was <laughs> so simple, you know what I mean? But it was like, Oh, let me check that off. We did that. I looked at a little Montessori school and loved, you know, how they did everything. And the, yeah. the snacks were out and the, you could, they could go pour water for themselves anytime they wanted. And they had to set the table and they had to wash the table and they had to, 
you know, there's so little emphasis on like learning ABCs <laughs> or, you know, you, they did that, of course, but it was in such a different way that I just, uh, my, my mindset was so blown away. I was just changed by, by seeing how they did it. So I did a lot of research on that. I listened to a lot of audiobooks. I read books. I looked at videos. Um, so we primarily did that when she was like two to three years old. And then I, I became obsessed with YouTube, as you <laughs> probably have as well. Yes, yes. Um, God, I'll try a whole bunch of different curriculum. I can't even tell you how many I tried because I don't even know where they are anymore. Um, but a lot of things did not stick. But what ended up sticking was all about reading, which okay. I think, aren't you guys doing that? Yep. Yes, we are. Mm -hmm. we're, we're almost okay. done with the first level. Yeah, I have like two more lessons to go. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just like all those games and we would just play on the mm -hmm. floor and she would like color the letters with glitter and paint and we would just read things. And it was just, I was like, this is it. Like, this is how we do it. And, mm -hmm. um, and then we did preschool math at home. Um, a Kate Snow book. Yep. And we did I that know, with Torchlight Pre-K. That was really good. Oh, wasn't that fantastic? I, really it was nice. just like so eye-opening to me that this could be school. You know what I mean? <laughs> was, <laughs> um, and we just had such a lovely time together. And um, I, I, it was just such a sweet, sweet time. Just the two mm -hmm. of us, you know? Sweet time. <laughs> then, then, uh, then, uh, then, you, then you had a second kid, if I'm right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, so how the, has, yeah, my son yeah. came along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, um, then the boys came along. The boy yeah. came. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, while that was happening, I mean, it was. I was so tired, and I was just yes. sick the entire time. Um, mm. So that changed the change things a bit um but still it, I felt like that helped me through everything to tell me the truth to tell you the truth like oh, wow. just like waking up and knowing like we're gonna have this time together oh gosh you just reminded me like in the very beginning feeling so ill she mm -hmm. would she would come down she would climb into my bed and we would have bed school <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we, we would have like a little reading lesson in bed that's we awesome. had, I had that book, a hundred easy lessons. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it was just so easy. We would read that. We would read books. I don't even think by that point I was doing math. I just like gave up on everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then we would like watch some kind of a video together. And then by that point, we'd have to like eat a little something and we'd go to the Y. Like we would do that almost every day. Wow. And then she would play with the kids like in the, in the child watch room mm -hmm. I would go swim because it was the only thing that made me feel human at the time <laughs> and uh and then we'd, we'd come home she'd take a little nap and and then I'd have to go to work which um I own a, a dance studio a very small dance studio mm -hmm. so hence the working after school hours and weekends mm -hmm. um so and then she would go to the babysitter or sometimes daddy would be home in time um but yeah, so I feel like homeschool really helped me through that whole <laughs> terrible yeah. time. It sounds um, like it kept you grounded a bit. So since you yes. weren't planning to homeschool, what what did you used to think before you started? What did you used to think homeschooling was like? I, I love to, I have my own preconceived notion, but I love to hear, you know, 
what, what would, did you envision it was going to be like, and, and how was it different from that? That is just, yeah, that's so funny. I mean, probably what everybody thinks, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. The uh, awkward, unsocialized social... kids. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I knew uh, a homeschool kid when I first uh, took over the dance studio. Um, my student assistant who would help me with like the little baby classes, she was homeschooled. So it was great. She could be there at any time I needed her. Um, and but she was always so shy and so, oh, but yeah. so polite, you know, and she just, mm-hmm. she always was, had such a way with the little ones and knew what to do. And, you know, but I would try to talk to her, but she'd just be so like, oh no, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. <laughs> I'm like, well, how do you, how do you do math? What is it? Oh, well, I watch videos. I'm like you watch videos. <laughs> 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 and now it's like, well, that's how we do math. We watch videos and then, exactly. you know, do it. so it's just, it's like, it, it figures, you know, you say one thing and then of course, you know, 10 years later, 15 years later, here I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But it's definitely, it's definitely not like that at all. And I mean, my kid is like such a social butterfly. She has so many friends. She's, she could go up to strangers and start a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, if she wants something, at, if we're like at Starbucks or whatever, because of course I'm always at Starbucks. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, she, we sit down and she's like, well, I want blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, here's $5. You need to go and pay. <laughs> and she does it. I mean, I know. It, you know what I mean? We're just out about in the world. And it's no problem. And it's very interesting just, to be out and about in the middle of the day. You know, it's funny. We, we yeah. do that in our town and it's like the only people that are out and about are the other yes. homeschoolers. Yes. So it's other moms and you kind of share a smile going, yep. Well, yep. We're family too. You know, like, cause nobody else has got their school age children with them in the middle of the day at yeah, the, exactly. the grocery store. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's kind of a funny sense of uh, a bit of sense of community, even though you don't necessarily know one another. So I, I love, I love hearing, you know, when, homeschoolers are out and about and, yeah. and constantly changing that perception. You know, when we were kids and, and who was homeschooled then as opposed to who homeschools now and, and all the resources available to homeschoolers and things, how different it is. Um, I love that. I feel like we're mm-hmm. constantly changing that perception. So hopefully the next mom will, will think something different about homeschoolers, yeah, right. you know, before considering Definitely. it. Like, and have a definitely. Different view. Well, and I think this pandemic has stripped away a lot of the you know, the some of the misunderstandings around homeschooling. I Absolutely. Think, a lot of people got that oh, yeah. In, yeah. in some respect forced, forced into it. It's stripped away illusions about homeschooling yeah. and illusions about public schooling yeah, and, and what kids were learning or not learning, not learning and yeah. which parents, you know, may have not have known their child was struggling in a subject yeah, and, right, and found right. out. And sure. I think it's really helped a lot of folks. So, so you, you started with your daughter and, and you're continuing with that. And, and then, Let's go into what you're doing now. Uh, New Jersey has an interesting situation where you can you can run a pod, um, which is really fascinating. We would love to know how that got started and and mm-hmm. all about all about how you run that. Well, New Jersey is interesting in that there is like there's no guidelines whatsoever. Um, oh. There's a couple, basically. The nutshell is you ha- your child has to have the equivalent of a public education. So you could take this however you want. I was going to say, I mean, that can mean a lot be, of things. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
Um, and it's fantastic for people, you know, like in my circle who were so gung ho about education and having our kids learn and the love of learning and not necessarily following exactly, you know, the standards of the public schools, but like, but having that interest in, can we make our, can we help our children really understand what's going on? Ask questions, just, yeah, like a love of learning and just understanding how to go about learning, Mm -hmm. um, different ways to go about learning. It doesn't all have to just come from a textbook. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be done Mm -hmm. with a worksheet. It doesn't have to be a grade. Um, my daughter recently has, has just been very curious about public school Mm -hmm. and she's like, well, why can't I go to public school? I'm like, you can, that's not, you know, I don't have anything against the public schools, but here is why we do what we do. And mm-hmm. as I explained before, it's a timing thing and that's how it started. But second of all, I'm like, okay, we're driving past the school. It's nine o'clock in the morning or a quarter to nine in the morning. There are all the buses. So all the kids are just getting to school. Oh, okay. So then later that day, four o'clock, we're driving past the same school. Mm-hmm. There are all the buses again. Yes. They're just leaving now. They're just yeah. leaving now. They're just leaving now. And now they have to go home and do homework. Yeah. <laughs> um, our, da- our daughter's yeah. not even awake when the school bus rolls by. <laughs> exactly. On our street. Both the kids. Both the kids woke up at 10 o'clock this morning, you know? Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm sorry, I digress. But <laughs> no, no, uh, <laughs> trying to just like make her un- or help her understand that uh, this is just a different way of doing things, not necessarily the way of doing things. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so New Jersey has, that's like basically the only, the only guideline that we have. Um, my daughter, the, the school board does not even know that she is in existence. That's, you don't even have to register anything as a homeschooler. Uh-huh. Um, there's no test you have to take. There's no, you know, portfolio or anything like that. Um, so that being said, we have so much freedom. And we could go about learning the way that we want. So I think that the word pod, that's really more of like a public school thing. So kids that parents really just pulled them out of public school because of the pandemic, what they ended up doing a lot of pods is they ended up hiring a teacher, Mm. um, whether they decided to leave the school for, you know, health reasons or whatever, or any kind of belief. but these people were privately hiring these teachers and mm-hmm. uh, they would hire them for maybe a half a day. Then the teacher would go to like another pod for half a day mm-hmm. and that would be their, their school. Um, I personally don't know any people who have done this. I just hear about it. Um, but what, what I prefer to call my group is more of a cottage school, but yeah, I just don't call myself a pod just because uh, the, it's more of like a gathering together as like almost a a supplement to, or an add on to what they're already doing at home. Um, So the cottage school is, is more like that. So we're all working on very similar things separately, but then they come to me on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and we put that stuff into practice. So what that could mean is science experiments or grammar or Spanish, um, nature study, 
art, uh, history. I mean, it's so many different subjects kind of all woven into the day, um, but it's all more of a hands-on experience. And uh, all the parents are grateful to me because I'm the one that doesn't mind getting out all the art supplies and making a mess <laughs> or dissecting the owl pellets, <laughs> um, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, so that's primarily how I structure mm -hmm. my cottage school. And I mean, I use so many different things. Do you want me to go into it? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We'd love yeah, to hear as, as many details as you want to share, because it is, it's just a very unique option that I know has emerged in popularity through the pandemic. And mm -hmm. I know some people may have the opportunity to form something similar to yours or join something similar to what you're offering. So I'd yeah, I'd love to hear how you plan it. You know, what what are the expectations for the students when they come into your, you know, the cottage school? You know, what what are the how long are they there? What are the lessons look like? And how and we'll get into later. How do you manage so many children? Yeah, so, <laughs> that would be all those okay. all the things. I, I'm really interested in all the things. All right, wonderful. Um, so I have seven children that come uh, every Tuesday and Wednesday. And the neat thing about it is that it's, but it's only three families that mm -hmm. come. So I have two twin boys, a brother and a sister, two sisters, and then I have my own, my daughter. Okay. Uh, last year, we actually did this as well. And I had, um, I did not have the twin boys. I had a girl. So we had six all together. Wow. Um, we're all very close, like together, as far as just doing things together as homeschoolers. So mm -hmm. we'll go to the park together a lot. We'll do field trips together, um, just hanging out. So last year being, you know, things being how they were, we couldn't really plan that much together. Like field trips were kind of off limits. We just, there, nobody was doing anything. Mm -hmm. So at the, toward the end of the summer, I said to some of my friends, would you guys be interested in doing a cottage school? And they're like, really? Like you would, you would do that <laughs> because uh, we've made a big stink about, <laughs> I don't want to be in charge of anything because I already have my own business and yeah. Yeah. I just want to show up to places and not be in charge. <laughs> <laughs> um, I said, you know what? <laughs> I feel like if, if I want to do something like this, I just have to do it myself. Yeah. And they were like, great. Yes, yes, yes. Um, we had tried other co-ops as far as like more traditionally and with parents all over the place and parents taking turns teaching or, or helping out and this and that in some manner. Um, we tried a bunch of co-ops and they just the whole idea of it for, for us, mm -hmm. it just didn't jive. There were too many cooks in the kitchen. Okay. Mm -hmm. And yeah. It, it got to the point where I was like, it, I think it's just co-ops that I can't do. <laughs> it's not a matter of a co-op finding the right co-op. It's just not a thing that I can do. I want one person in charge. I want one way of doing things. I want one routine. I want one group of kids. So here I am. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I invited these, uh, these families to be involved and they come, uh, like I said, twice a week. And basically the structure of how I do it is um, when everybody gets here, they come at 10 o'clock 
technically the day is over at two o'clock, but it always ends up being around three, three thirty, four o'clock wow. by the time everybody actually leaves. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's because of add-ons. Sometimes we do a big nature study at the end of the day. Sure. We also hired an art teacher to come and she does an hour and a half class. So wow. she comes every two weeks. Mm, Some days we just have a stay day where the kids just run around the yard and, you know, scream a lot and cause mayhem. And it's lovely and <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> um, but basically the kids come in 10 o'clock, trickle in, there's always something on the table for them to do. There's a big, like, long farm table. Everybody has a seat. It could be just a coloring page. It could be copy work. But something just general that everybody could do in some shape or form. So that way, everybody's kind of entertained right away. I'll usually have some music playing. We went through our Mozart stage. We went mm -hmm. through some Beethoven. We went through, through uh, some Chopin. Mm -hmm. This week, uh, was Diwali. So we uh, we were celebrating about that holiday. So I had Indian music on, some Bollywood, mm. and uh, everybody <laughs> just listens for a couple minutes while we all just get settled, get our writing utensils out, anything that we need. Cool. And once that's hap that happens, I take out a book. And that could mean a novel, that could mean just a picture book, but something. And I read to them and they just entertain themselves. Once they're done with what I have on the table, they're free to go get what I call their busy bag, which was a little gift that I gave them at the beginning of the year. And it has like squishy things in it. It has the poppet things. It has a chalkboard. It has anything that you could think of. I said they could add to it if they want. Mm -hmm. So that there's just that option. The only uh, thing is they have to be quiet. They can't talk to one another. They just have to be respectful and listen. And even if they're not interested, you know, it's a matter of respect for everybody else mm -hmm. and and learning how to be in a group. So we usually do that. Uh, we just read The Golden Bull, which mm -hmm. is, um, you guys, you you interviewed um, Emily Cook, right? We did. We did yes. Yeah, and that's on her, oh, her level her. one curriculum. I have it up on the shelf here ready for next year. It is so fantastic. You're going to love it. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. She always the picks kids, the best books. They, yeah, she does. Oh, I love her so much. Um, so yeah, the kids, they would just like ask for it. And then I'd, I'd put it down. They'd be like, one more chapter. One more <laughs> chapter. <laughs> so, uh, so we just finished it this week. And they were, they were so happy. They felt so accomplished to finish something that long. They're like, this book has 33 chapters, Miss Kristen. Wow. Yeah, that's a long book. Um, but, you know, at the same time, they were like, but what's, you know, that's it? Like, what's going to happen with, you know, Zepha? What's going to happen with, yeah. da, 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 you know? Um, so we do that. Then we have a bit of a morning time. And morning time's always been so tricky for me, mm -hmm. which I didn't you guys do a couple weeks ago yeah. a an episode on that. Mm -hmm. yep. I think it can look yes. very different for different families. Yeah, yeah, very different. We've seen it's we've seen a wide so range. Yeah. Tricky. Yeah. But I feel like that really helped with this between you guys and the Waldock way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um it really helped to kind of shape my morning time. Cool. But Good. we we get together, we kind of leave, we leave the table, we go to the other side of the room. Um which by the way, I I homeschool the cottage school on my porch 
it's uh, it's a nice sized porch. Uh, it's it's screened in, but we have plexiglass over it. And then for more warmth, last year my husband got, you know, the plastic that they have in greenhouses. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like so, he put that up as well. It's <laughs> 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 just like it's such a makeshift room, but it's like it's it's wonderful. Yeah, it's part it's uh, part of the so, it's part of the greenhouse unit study. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Heating effect, yes. <laughs> and then we have two little heaters out here, cool. and it's that's all we need. It's great. Uh, so we leave the table. We go to the other side of the porch. I always have a helper of the day. Hmm. The helper gets the the flag, and we say the pledge of allegiance. Cool. And that's kind of a a different kind of I don't know. I, every time we say one nation under God, I'm like, hmm. It's funny that we're going back to this schooly kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it just like it feels so right to do at the sure. same time. Yeah, it's very <laughs> right no- and wrong. And a lot of times it's very yeah. nostalgic. I mean, it goes back to what we yeah. so part of our part of our experience back when we were in, you know, elementary school. Right. God, that was so long ago. Yeah, late eighties for me. <laughs> um you know, yeah. it was, it was, it was a different, you know, it, it felt like a different experience, but maybe we're so old. I mean, I'm so old now. I don't, I don't know. It's I'm funny. looking fondly on something. Really we had remember. this discussion, um, actually, before we started recording, um, Matt and I, you and I were discussing yeah, that right. I'm, I feel sometimes like our homeschool isn't, uh, rigorous enough. Yeah. And then I'm like, why should, why do I feel like rigor is required? <laughs> yes. And then I'm like, oh, it's right. Well, it's because I, you know, I went to 13 years of public school and mm-hmm. rigor was the word of the day. So I just, I, I, I feel like there's a lot of deprogramming that has to happen mm-hmm. and some stuff we want to keep, like you're saying, like doing the pledge and things. It's like, yeah, it's, it's so programmed in at this point and we can choose to do or not do, but it's just interesting how, how much it influences us, even as adults, yeah, right. you know, what yeah. we went through. So, so how many, what, what are the age ranges that you're looking at with these? Um, I, obviously your daughter's, I think seven, um, but how about the other kids? So I have ages six and their new six-year-olds uh, to age eight. Wow. So it's I, kindergarten through third grade. Did you find any challenges being able to um, group educate with different age ranges or does it just kind of flow naturally? Yeah, it really flows naturally. Okay. At first, I, yeah, I was kind of worried about it, but the way that I have it structured, it just, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, it's so open-ended that it's like, well, hey, eight-year-old, you can draw a picture and you can write about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And kindergartner, you just draw a picture and do you want to write one word? No? Okay. Yeah. Oh, you do? This is how you write it. You, okay. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's so, it's just so easily adaptable yeah. to each kid that I just... Uh, I just love it. Well, it's yeah, it's funny. It's funny how it took a pandemic for us to go back to the old like one room schoolhouse. I know. I love that type of idea. Yeah. And, yeah. Now, now the question maybe that I have for you is that you know you own your dance studio, you do your business there, you have your daughter who you've been homeschooling. Um, now you're running, in essence, you're an educator for, mm-hmm. you know, half a dozen children. Did that? Did you have to learn anything to become a better educator of multiple children? Right. We've always talked about kindergarten teachers dealing with 20 kids and then, you know, homeschoolers dealing with one, two, maybe three, but now you, you're kind of in the middle there. Did it, was there any hurdles for you as an educator to jump or did, did you feel like you've had enough experience in the past? Well, I think 
teaching dance, I since I do teach um, many different levels, I mean, we're talking toddlers to high schoolers, that has helped a lot. And just knowing uh, that this age child, they're capable pretty much of this. Now, I didn't know as far as this child, you know, this age group can can read or this age group can spell spaghetti. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I didn't know as far as academically, but I had been around enough kids of multiple ages to kind Mm of gauge what we're what we're trying to do. And it took probably a year to really break me in, you know, absolutely. And the the main thing that I took away from last year doing cottage school was just take a breath and be patient because the kids know (laughs) do and do and try to do less as well. Um, I had so much that I wanted to do last year with all the kids that it became more like a check it off the list. Keep going, keep going, do this. We don't have time for your story. We don't have blah, blah. You know what I mean? Whereas this year I'm like, I know I need to take some things away. I have to. And I think that's part of the reason why things are going the way they are this year, as far as just feeling more relaxed Mm -hmm. and just feeling so comfortable with each other. Because if so-and-so wants to say, we're talking about nouns, (laughs) this happened the other day. uh, And -and so-and-so says, my dog's name is blah, blah, blah. And do you know what happened the other day with blah, blah, blah? Well, what happened? Oh, you know what? That's a noun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bring it back to the conversation. Yeah. Yes. And everybody was interested and trying to keep that flow going rather than like, okay, we don't have time for that. Now let's move on to this. We have to do Spanish. Watch the video. (laughs) Um, You know, (laughs) how can we, how can we tie this into something else that we're all kind of intrigued with? Okay. So are you using, um, I'm I'm curious about scope and sequence of the school and, and because, you know, that's something you need to communicate to the parents. This is what we're going to be doing this year. Are you telling them, um, these are the subjects and this is how far we're going to go. Or are you using, are you pulling in some curriculums and doing pieces of those? I mean, how do you, how do you decide, you know, what you're going to teach and to communicate that to the other parents? So, yes. Um, all of that. Uh, I'm using so many pieces of curriculum. I can't even say like that. I guess I could primarily say I'm using blossom and root, but I dip out of it in so many different ways uh, that I don't want to commit to it. Um, But if you look at say blossom, blossom and root grade two, I follow their, their science and kind of look at what she offers. So the way that she has it structured is that there's all these options. Is your child good at looking at videos and learning that way? Do they want to look at picture books? Do they want to do labs or experiments? Do they want to do this? So I pick and choose these different things. And the other parents, usually they have like Blossom and Root as well. So they're doing it at home too. And I just make a Trello board and share it with them and say, this is what I'm planning for the next couple of weeks. I'm going to do experiment A. I'm going to read this book and we're going to watch this video. So that way, if they want to do some of the other things, they're more than welcome to do that. They're free to do that. 
Wow. What a cool use of Trello. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's a neat way yeah, to communicate with, with so them. Well. So then you're, you know, you're, you're picking out pieces from, you know, Blossom and Root and, and other curriculums and, and pulling those in. Are you, are you committing to, you know, this is how far we're going to study this year or just, is it more about, is it more about exposure and experience? Because it's, this is, a, this is a, a, an add-on class or are you, or are you really trying to, you know, get some, some basics down? definitely trying to get some basics down. Um, Now I'm doing it in such a way that it's fun for everybody to do as a group, but like, where is it where everybody goes home and they kind of have their own way of doing it, whether they're just reading one of the the spines or they're looking at a video or this and that for mine, for my daughter, that's, that's doing the cottage school. This is all she's getting from that. So I'm definitely doing it in a way that in these two days, here we go. We're done with science. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And that way, if we want to take things further, if she decides, I really like this about roots, I want to learn more about it. We have that flexibility. Um, But if she is kind of done with it, she feels fine about it, then we're fine too. Oh, I, I had an additional question regarding the cottage school. Um, are the parents that are, you know, sending their kids to you, you know, is this their plan going forward? And is this your plan going forward to do the cottage school going forward? Or is there like an end point here? There's no end point in sight. And okay. we hope that there isn't. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, last year, the kids, uh, when we were breaking for summer and I don't know. We just, we didn't get around to like talking about like, Oh, cottage school is, is ending for the summer mm-hmm. until probably two weeks beforehand. I see. They, one of the kids looked at me and said, what do you mean? What do you mean? No more cottage school. <laughs> and I said, well, it's summer break. You know, we all have different things to do during the summer. And she looked at her mom and gave her this look like, how how can this be? (laughs) And my daughter was like, wait, are you kidding? You mean my friends aren't going to be coming over every week? This is, this isn't happening. And I said, yeah, this is, this is summer. We have different things to do during the summer. And the the kids were all like, well, you know, how long is this going to go on? Can we, can we just always come to cottage school? And I said, sure guys. I have a great, great yard right here. We'll, we'll set up for graduation. We'll have prom. <laughs> so, I mean, who knows? But hopefully for the next couple of years, we have such a nice core group. That's awesome. I don't see it ending anytime soon. And I really hope it doesn't. Well, then the reverse question is, is this potentially, um, you know, a school? Is this something you want to grow into like a, your dance, your dance operation that you have going? Is this something you want to make into a larger you know, kind of local partnership type of thing. Perhaps okay. that takes a lot of work, guys. It does. Oh, I know. No, I <laughs> and, know. Yeah. and it's a lot with the studio as it is, and yeah, exactly. trying to get the word out and and all that. Um, so, for now, and probably for the foreseeable future, it's really just going to be people that I'm close to and I trust dearly, Absolutely. and uh, you know, and that brings a whole whole set of guidelines then i if it was a it's technically a school i'd probably have to register with the state i'd probably have to get special insurance like you know whereas this 
it's almost like a glorified babysitting. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but I, I have a feeling that we'll have like this, this group, hopefully they'll keep going up and then maybe my son's group will start, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'll Absolutely. have like a little preschool group and maybe I'll have an upper school and a lower school. That would be great. And yeah. And hopefully I'll have energy to do it. Tired. <laughs> no, that, that's, that's a lot of work. Now. I'm just, I'm, sure I'm just is. marveling at the time you spend. I mean, it's just amazing. So I'm kind of interested in, you know, one of the advantages that we always talk about with homeschoolers is, you know, though we are not teachers and not trained teachers, we know our kids, you know, better than anyone. And so for us, we're able to really tell when things aren't clicking and, you know, find what works and, you know, because we're just so close to our kids you kind of have, you kind of have neither of those things, right? Because you, you have other people's children that you're educating. Um, how has that been different than educating your own daughter? You did, you did homeschool with her. Um, now you're bringing in this extended group, even though they're, you know, children of friends, what's the, how's that dynamic shifted between it being, you know, just you and your daughter to, you know, having to adapt to different learning styles and things of other children? Sure. It's, um, it's been, it's been so great to tell you the truth. Um, <laughs> looking back to that beautiful, sweet time when my daughter was itty bitty and we are doing things just the two of us, it was great, but she is such a little social butterfly mm -hmm. that having that break from the one-on-one -on -one has actually, I think, benefited her. So just and and we always had a bit of that too because she would come to the studio and take dance class so she got to i don't know we have like this dual relationship in a way. <laughs> so she knows me as mom as mm -hmm. mama mm -hmm. but she also knows me as miss Kristen. so at the studio it'd be like well you know she's the teacher i'm the student and it's amazing how she kind of fell into that we both fell into those two roles and she knew, you know, there are certain things I could do at home that I can't do at the studio. So that same kind of dynamic has also carried over into the cottage school. Um, as far as getting to know the kids, I, I mean, I knew them before, but I think that getting to know them without parents around, without their parents around has been so valuable mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. whenever other people are around, other parents around, and this goes back to, I think why the co-op didn't really work for me was because you want to talk to the other parents and you want to see what everybody's doing and you're so starved for adult time. <laughs> but being that no other parents are here, <laughs> it's all about the kids yeah. and it's all about what we need. And it's just, those days where I could read the room mm -hmm. and I could know, I know what these kids need. And I mean, I have those Trello boards planned until week 32. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like, I guy, I plan out everything so much and I have, this is what we're doing here. This is a, 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 a go down the list. But if there's something that we need, if there's something that is not clicking, well, just throw it out the window and find a new way to do it. Or you know what? Don't do it at all. Yeah. <laughs> the other day we, uh, we went out, we're, we're learning all different, all about all different types of plants. Um, and being that it's autumn here, it's, all the leaves are beautiful. Mm -hmm. And 
it's just, uh, it's one of those years that it's, it's been warm. So I'm like, you know what, throw your shoes on guys. We're going outside. We're collecting leaves. I want it. I want everybody to collect at least five different leaves. I'm giving you 30 seconds, you know, (laughs) which is really five minutes, but you know, I want them to hustle. So (laughs) they all do that, come back, you know, and I look at them and I'm like, oh, you know, guys, I feel it. You are not ready to come inside here. Make a big pile of your leaves. But these are my leaves and these are my (laughs) leaves. That's okay. We're going to pull them all together. Put them right here. Are you sure? I'm sure we need all these leaves mixed together. Okay. So now everybody, we're going to do five laps around the yard on your market set. Go. (laughs) They all look at me. What? Really? Yeah. And the boys are like, yeah. They're I'm like, you need to run faster. And the girls are like, okay. And they're following the boys. And they're like, I'm like, come on, beat the boys. Go, go, try to get them. And when one of them is like, I'm really tired, Miss Kristen. I'm really tired. I'm like, then you need to walk <laughs> and breathe deep. Um, and it's just like, that's what they needed. I'm like, you're, you guys, your, your laps are getting smaller and smaller. Have you, what lap are you on? They're like three. I'm like, you have two more, make it bigger. (laughs) You know, they come back after the five laps and they're hilarious. They're laughing and they're puffing and puffing. And, and then I looked at them and I said, yep, you're, you're now ready to go back in. (laughs) So it was just like one of those moments where let's, let's read the crowd. And they came back in and they were ready to sit again. And we were ready to go through our leaves and we were ready to identify and we were ready to look at some, some of the books, like the spine books and, and explore and talk about it. So I just, uh, that has been invaluable. And then just seeing who needs more help and how could I help them and how could I make them more independent? Um, Cause I want, all the kids to be more independent and be able to work. Our whole last part of the day after lunch and they have a little recess break is uh, is stations where it's all hand on, hands-on kind of stuff. So, you know, there's your science lab. There's your, let's see, what else do we do? A lot of art, history logs, so many different things. It's It's all that stuff that I want them to be able to do on their own and I'll bring everybody in from recess and, you know, I'll, I'll show. And they're like, well, I'm like, nope, you can, you have to listen. This is, we're all in this together. I know you're excited. I know you want to choose your partner, <laughs> but this is what we're doing. And you, you just need to control yourself. Like, and like, that is super important to me too. Um, and that's another thing being around homeschool kids. And seeing they're just not used to working as a group necessarily. And, you know, whatever. And that's fine, but it's not fine for me. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I want my daughter to be able to enter a class and respect the teacher and yeah. know how to raise her hand and know when it's okay to speak and when it's okay, you know, when you have to just hold back a little bit. Um, so that's a big deal to me, you know, respecting each other and, and knowing what's okay and, and what's not okay. So I show them around. We, we usually have three stations. Um, I explain everything. Say, okay, do you have any questions? Because this is your time to ask. 
okay, we go over it again or we don't. And then the helper of the day gets to choose his or her own partner and they get to choose where they want to start as well. So it's very fair, the helper of the day, you know, they, everybody looks forward to being the helper of the day. Um, <laughs> so that way everybody's pretty independent. Um, and I could just pretty much stand in the center of the room and look around and say, okay, who needs help with what? And I'll just, you know, dart to that spot, help them go to another spot, help them. Um, if it's a really involved day, my mother-in-law comes and watches the two-year-old. Um, so in the afternoon, he goes down for a nap, but she's still hanging out. I say, hey, Grammy, <laughs> you want to come in and uh, and play a game with everybody? She's like, sure. <laughs> and everybody loved Grammy, you know? So they're like, I want to play the game with Grammy. <laughs> I want to do the matching tree game with Grammy. I want to do, you know, it's cute. It's That's wonderful. Awesome. I- I love, I love it. It's just such, such a more natural feeling yeah. uh, to school than the, you know, very structured, rigid yeah. um, uh, of other schools. I think that's really great. So you've, you've had this experience now, you've, you've homeschooled your daughter, you've run this cottage school for quite a while now. And, and so you kind of understand what, what do you wish you knew when you started? Like mm-hmm. what, what things what advice would you give if somebody wants to to start their own cottage school or or wants to homeschool? Like, uh, I think that you have a really unique position um, that you know, most parents don't have, and maybe they're thinking about doing something similar. Yeah, um, well, I am constantly learning and constantly changing and adapting. Mm-hmm. So when all of this started, um, and my daughter was preschool ish age, I started listening to a lot of podcasts. And at that point, um, Pam Barnhill, she had Mm -hmm. like 50 podcasts out. (laughs) Um, But there was one and I can't even remember the name of it. She doesn't do it anymore. Um, But it basically looked into the homes of different homeschoolers and how they did things so differently and how that was okay. And it just opened my eyes so much to wow, this doesn't have to be one prescribed thing. Um, and that just, that just changed it for me completely. So just learn everything that you can and try it out. And if it doesn't work, trash it, yeah. <laughs> try something else, I agree. do that for a little bit. <laughs> that doesn't work, you know, tweak it a little bit, but you know, above all, you don't have to be married to one specific thing. You could just, you could always change it. You could always say, this is working for right now, but will it work for six months from now? Will it work next week? Will it work when she's in high school? Well, no. (laughs) So um, this is just kind of a funny thing that my husband, um, he's a musician and he told me this quote that he learned in college and it's by the musician, um, Charlie Parker. And uh, it has, it has a little bad word in it, but I'm just going to read it for you and take what you want from it. But this has helped me with, with everything in my life. So he basically, he said, first you learn the instrument, then you learn the music, then you forget all that shit and just play. Exactly. And that's what I do. I feel like I just play, you yeah. know, I, I plan everything out to the best of my ability 
and then I play with it and change it. You, you know, you're, you're, it. you're absolutely right. It reminds me a lot of, in a lot of respects, when you play sports, you know, you spend all this time learning how to play the sport, you practice and everything. But once you get into the game, you don't think about, okay, how do I move my feet? You know, how do I make my jump shot or whatever? Yeah, it comes you just, naturally. you just, it becomes a natural thing. And I think that's been a big thing that I've, I've realized over the last two years is just the learning and education thing. Just, I think less about the, the mechanics of what I'm doing. And I just more, it, it becomes more of a flow. And it sounds like, you know, you've, you've kind of fallen into that as well. And you've got, you know, this wonderful, you know, cottage school and you're, you're, you're learning that all the time. And, you know, you're, you're, you're experiencing that and you're having to go with the flow in a, in a manner that I think a lot yeah. of homeschool parents maybe don't even have to do that in, at that level, but it's great to hear how you've been able to adapt and change and pivot and, you know, yeah. really, really build something that's really amazing. I think it's really neat, you know, as homeschoolers that we have the ability to just play, I think that's, right? Yeah. Because, you know, if, yeah. if, if you were teaching a group of kids in another situation, you know, if yeah. this were, this were a public school, there's, there's rules. Teachers can't just play. Yeah, They can't see what the room right. needs and, and do that. They can't decide to let's do recess right now. And, you know, that flexibility that we have to read the room, to yeah. pay attention to what the kids need, to say, I had a plan and oof, that's not working. <laughs> um, and just, you know, go with, go with our gut and do something different. It's one of the things I really love, you know, we, we get these curriculums and we follow them and, and sometimes, you know, Matt, you'll come to me and go, well, the curriculum says this. And I, and he's like, he's like but you know, I don't think they're going to be into that. And I was like, well, don't do it. Yeah. So, is, that, is that okay? Right. Yeah. By who there's still, there's no, the homeschool police are not going to come and say, you didn't do that science experiment today because yeah. the kids wouldn't have liked it. <laughs> Right. And you want to learn about something else. So it's, it's this freedom of choice mm -hmm. and, and having all the options. Sometimes that can be a little paralyzing to have so many choices, yeah. but um, I, I, I love every day, the ability to make our own decisions about how we're going to teach our kids and what we're going to teach them and find something that they are interested in. Cause at the end of the day, is my kid going to remember all the facts and figures that I told them? No, no. I want them to have no. a love of learning, basic core knowledge as a human being on this planet mm -hmm. and a love of, of learning that will carry them through their lives. Yeah. And that's like, what I yeah. want to leave them with. I'd rather drive the stagecoach than pull the donkey up the mountain. Right, yeah, really. Right. I don't, I don't care if they graduate high school, not knowing all the parts of the cell, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I, I could care less. <laughs> I didn't remember by the time I got there, I felt, I felt like so much of school was um, drilling of information. We're going to pump this information into you yeah, yeah. and then you're going to regurgitate it all over a test. And then you're going to forget about mm -hmm. it next month. I mean, it's useful, you know, once you become, you know, like an engineer, like yourself and stuff that you have to know certain things. I mean, whatnot, there are but, things that you need to understand, but even like, that it's not early, like I, it's not like yeah. I go to work and I don't have my engineering textbook there. If I, I need know. to look up a formula, I don't have to memorize it. Memorize I got to go to page 59 yeah, and look I it mean, up. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I yeah. mean, as long as you're one step ahead, right? Exactly. <laughs> right. As long as you know what you got to do. Go. Yeah. 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 This, this whole thing about, about, you know, information. And I was talking to a mom earlier today, who's concerned about, oh, I don't know if I can teach this subject. I don't know if I understand enough about it to teach middle school subject. And I said, well, what do you remember from middle school? What did you remember from middle school when you were even in high school? She's like, oh, I, I lost all that stuff so quickly. I say, right. The only things I remember right. are the experiences. I remember mm -hmm. some projects. I remember some field trips, yeah. some particularly important books I read. I don't remember 99% of everything else, no. what was happened yeah. day to day in that class. And so what was the value of that? Yeah. 
because I really didn't Great. really didn't get anything out of it. I'd much rather build rich experiences and instill this love of learning. And so I, I love that you get to do that at your school for these other kids and, um, and for your daughter too. I think that's, it's just yeah. really special. And it's great. It's great for her to see how other kids go about learning as well, mm-hmm. because if it's just her and I, it's like, well, let's look at this book. Well, she's not so into that, yeah. but once we see other kids doing it, she's like, Oh yeah. You know, look, this my you know, my my best friend is looking in this book. Let's look together. And that's something that we do with the spines because sometimes they get a little dry. I mean, mm-hmm. they're you know, they're beautiful textbooks in a way, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but uh, you know, I just pass them out and say, Okay, what do you find interesting on this page? And then we share about it and we, you know, we read out loud, and that's like great practice for them to mm-hmm. just read to each other. And you know what? Some can't read and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I just help. And and we're all understanding of each other and we all know that we're in different stages. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's been such a growing experience for my daughter as well as everybody else um, because they'll, they'll go home and say, oh, well, so-and-so is doing this. I want to do that. <laughs> so it's, a little, it's giving them that peer pressure, you know? <laughs> <laughs> The peer pressure but in a good way to want to participate. And I think that's terrific. Well, yeah. you know, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Thank you so much, Kristen, for talking with us. This has been really unique and gave me a, a cool glimpse into, into yeah. that possibility of, of cottage schools in, in certain states. It's really, really neat. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!